All right, here we go. How you going? Good. How's, How are you? I'm all right. How have you been in uh, self-isolation? Loving every second of it. I like it. It reminds me of when it was. I lived in South Korea and it was too cold to go outside. So all you could do was stay inside and read. You were just way more productive. That's exactly the problem with Australia. It's the same thing that all government agencies are complaining about. The fact that as soon as people are at isolation, what do they do? Oh, it's pretty nice day. I think I'll just go to the beach. That's the first thing you think of doing in Australia. Wasting time. So it's mad that it's like, if you go outside, you will die. I'm like, sweet. Time to read. <laughs> but do you, re- do you think it'll force people to actually be productive? It's forced me. I reckon I'm way more productive. But do you think you're in a position to be able to be productive? A lot of people who have lost their job or at least temporarily can't perform their job. I mean, how productive can they be? Well, they better get fucking productive. That's true. <laughs> like if, dude, well, what if, if they've had the one skill their whole life and now, I mean, you can, it's like, isn't it a bit like that learn to code argument? Telling coal miners <laughs> to code. <laughs> Yeah, I suppose it is. And now I see the merits in it. No, but honestly, if you are unemployed and you are forced to stay at home and you are poor, first off, welcome to the world of an artist. That was basically my life for years. Mm. But I will add to that. Look, you have to make the best out of this situation. Make hay. Mm. Because even if you are poor, first of all, you should be getting the dole, which is about 750 a fortnight, I think it is now. It's like, God... What I wouldn't do for 750 clams about four years ago. But the other thing is, man, like... Were you, were you ever on the dole? Yeah. Really? Ages, not ages, probably about a year and a half or something like that. Was There's that when you were... Were you studying or...? No, I was out. Okay. And You're just nothing typical. was coming. Arts, arts, uh, arts graduate. Too good for a job. <laughs> but not too good for the dole. <laughs> Too good to work at Macca's, were you? Yeah, that was pretty much it. Okay. I really had that mentality. And uh, hey, it pays off. It usually doesn't, though. I think that if you do have that mentality, the way that you should be using... I think it's just the way that you look at the doll, right? Did you ever feel as though you were... Uh, you know, did you ever feel bad that you were on the doll? Moochin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I saw it as just an extension of Oz study because the whole time I was studying, the whole time I was producing videos, I wasn't resting on my laurels and watching stoner movies and shit. Like I was working harder than I work now. Okay. Way harder. Yeah. Because again, it's that same thing that I was talking about, right? Everybody's always being like, oh, channeling puts you below the poverty line. Yes, that is sad. But at the same time, it makes you literally hungry. That's sick. Because sometimes I'd just be having like one meal a day. Couldn't afford anything else. Okay. I think it's just like if you are in a bad situation in life, that is the time when you should be looking for the opportunity in that situation. And so if you are fired and you're forced to stay at home, what do you do? You learn a new skill. You learn to code. <laughs> but like something. Uh, yeah. You, you don't just sit there. And like, And that's the worst thing for you anyway, to just sit there and just like mope and think about how bad yeah. your situation is and stuff uh, like that. Distract your mind. I agree. I think people should definitely strive to be adaptable. I also would have a lot of empathy for people in this situation that uh, might have to at least take a moment, a couple of weeks, to, to just sort of get their bearings and figure out what they're going to do. 
I don't think you need them. I don't think you need that long. Well, if you've look, if you've worked in a particular industry for say 20, 30 years, and then just suddenly you're redundant, don't have a job, yeah, and you can't perform the and and those skills are also redundant in this particular economy. I still think you should strive to be adaptable and learn the new skill and and, and do what you need to do, but I would also uh, have a lot of sympathy for some people that it would be rough yeah going through some tough times because if yeah if you're in your 50s yeah it would be really hard to start again mm. yeah that 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 is actually a tragic idea you know what else though a lot of those layoffs are things like what Qantas is going to do you mark my words they didn't need to hot you know get rid of i don't know two-thirds of their staff or whatever what happened is in the time that those contracts were signed, automation had made a lot of those jobs redundant and it was just cheaper than trying to like wrangle them out of the contract. And so now they can just be like, oh God, yeah, we can't do it because you know, I was flying anymore and stuff like that. So they just laid off a bunch of people. They will hire back a lot of those people on worse condition contracts. That's what's happening, I think, to a lot of people who are being fired. Or their job was redundant and the corporation has realized this and they were just waiting for their contract to expire. So they're using, they're using the virus as an excuse to almost uh, yeah. reduce their workforce and then move towards automation, which they otherwise wouldn't have been able to do because... Yeah, well, well I mean, they would eventually be able to do that, it anyway. Yeah. yeah. But there there's, would have been contracts protecting them and, like, you know, union collective bargaining contracts that would have oh, been wow. protecting them. That's bleak. It's that is what companies do. How do you know, do you know do you know that for a fact or is it Absolutely. Just, are you speculating? No, 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 no. I know for a fact. And you can see it a lot in the stock price for instance, like, you know, you know how the American stock market kind of just did this blip when they announced that like 15 trillion dollars I think just like existed out of nowhere. It was the same thing they did in Australia, yeah. but just on a grand scale because it's the US. There was a sort of short-term uptick in the stock market. Did you see that? Yeah. There were people that were tipped off on that. And there were people that just, you know, they saw that like, yeah, and then it just went down again. But they knew when that was coming. And that's when they would have been selling so they, their shares. So they so they bought before the before the injection and then they would sell straight after it. Is that what is that what you do if you're one of those uh Yeah, I mean, dude, like insider trading people. is illegal, but that doesn't mean people don't do it. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that the elite haven't found ways around it and like just have like legal ways of protecting themselves from doing insider trading. Like people would know. People would know who are around their version of the central bank. I can't remember what it's called, the Federal Reserve or whatever. Mm. There would be people that would know, okay, they're about to inject $15 trillion of liquidity into the economy. Like yeah. th they would know that. That is a form of insider trading. Mm. And they would know that that is what's going to happen there. Like, How moral are you going to be in that situation? Even if you personally don't partake in the insider trading you'll tip off a friend or something surely yeah of course there'll be some code that you can talk to with your mates <laughs> the yeah, badger is going in if you if you know these people as if they're not gonna like if you're friends with them or whatever of course they're just gonna be like oh yeah we're gonna be doing this and can you really count that as insider trading them just telling you what their day of work is yeah and when we're talking about economies of scale with the with the share market i mean if you have that much capital to invest if you have millions of dollars and you know that there's going to be a five percent increase in the share market you can make enough you can make millions of dollars in a day more yeah so that's what's happening now i think that like really the entire corporate sector of the of the planet has realized like okay stock market is down that means that there's just going to be a reorganization of money but essentially what is happening is there's just like this big power share between 
companies trying to figure out how they can maximize profit. So a lot of that as well goes into protecting share price. So they're laying off staff so that they have more money to inject when it com- when the inevitable point comes, when it like comes back. So a, a lot of this sh- shit is just about expanding market dominance, uh, which is... Wouldn't they also be laying off staff just because the sales are way down? I think that that's what's happening on like mid to low... Uh, mid to low businesses but in fact actually i know a couple of people who are you know high up in the corporate world they're in their 50s and 60s or whatever even with airline companies and things people literally just aren't flying right now that's true but they also know that there is no way that a national air carrier like Qantas is ever going to just be let to go to ruin like they're always going to bail out your Qantas's your malaysia airs these things are safe and they know that and so they know that they can do all these things of just like, you know, siphoning money off into accounts and crying poor and stuff like that and just, just to get cash injections. This stuff happens, man. This is, this is what happens during financial yeah. crisis. It's the same thing happened in 2008. The same thing happened in the Great Depression. It just becomes this battle royale between companies who realize like, oh, shit, this is a time where we can just, you know, we can really grow. Especially because like banks will just be loaning money mm. at like pennies on the pound interest rates and all that shit is happening now. So, yes, when it comes to, like, mid to low businesses, they, they're getting screwed over royally, like your bakeries and your, I don't know, like uh, maybe even, your, like, architect firms that only hire, like, 10 people or whatever, those kind of things. They would be getting royally screwed over. But, dude, the major companies on earth aren't. It's always the same. Like, it doesn't matter what the economy is doing. They're always going to profit out of it. Anyway, that's okay. it. <laughs> grim. Very Grim. Anyway, yeah. are you like, see, this is what happens, man. As soon as you don't, you, you just said this before we turned on the cameras. Let's not talk about Corona. What did we do? Talk about Corona it's for 20 minutes. It's isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Well, anyway, I'll, I'll go on to the other subject that I was just like, I, I want to get your thoughts on this. By the way, I've got to mention a few things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I mentioned a guy on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, Tristan Barker, and the way I spoke about him was actually quite was a bit dismissive and we've had a message exchange and I just want to one say that he is well he's still making content and everyone who listens to this podcast should definitely go and check him out uh Tristan Barker just it's spelt the way you would uh, assume it's spelt and he's one of the few people that when I started out I don't know if you I'm sure you get a lot of messages of people saying you know you're an inspiration to me and do you have any advice, et cetera, et cetera. And I messaged a lot of those guys at the start. He was probably one of the only ones that uh, actually responded. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. So. What a nice guy. Yeah, I do apologize. It wasn't anything intentional, but the way I spoke about him was a bit dismissive. And no, I have nothing but good words to say about him. Um, and I know for a fact it's basically impossible to respond to a lot of those messages now. I try to, but. It's very, very hard. So it gets lost in the sea. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to Tristan. Uh, follow him. Yeah, Tristan good on Barker. him. That's T-R-I-S-T-A-N. really nice of him. I S T A N. And then Barker, check him out. And I also got the way that Indians wipe their ass wrong. So you don't use your hand. No, you do, but you're meant to pour it from the front, not the back. I don't understand. I don't understand the physics of the that front. either. Yeah, you're meant to pour it from the front yeah. and get it and get it onto your fingers and then use that to wipe your ass. I don't really understand the physics of it either, but that's what my mum told me. A weird conversation that? to have when you're 25 yeah. and you're like, "Hey, mum, how do I wipe my bum?" 
<laughs> and you know what else is amazing? That it was like you're com- more confused now about how to wipe your ass oh, yeah. afterwards. Yeah. You basically need a degree in wiping your ass in India. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fine art. Yeah, it is. It seems it, really it right. Is, yeah. I got some toilet paper today, actually. I was, I was happy. I was, I was Everyone set. loves that I feeling. I was set on like uh, learning the Indian way and sticking to that. But then they just stacked the shelves at Woolies while I was there. And I said, no, I'm not going to not take this. You can't. It's on offer. No, I've, yeah, I've that's white gold. Yeah. What'd you get? Oh, whatever. It was some cheap brand. I don't know. I think, no, it was... Quilton? No, it was Sorbent, I think. Yeah, Sorbent. I've seen that shit at Golo before. Look, it'll... Not, uh, I'm in not, the before look, time. beggars can't be choosers here. I'm, I'm going to take whatever they have on offer. Mm. Mm. And I am... I, I am vicariously happy for you as well. Every time I hear that story of I got toilet paper, <laughs> I'm just like, wow, man. What a time to be alive. <laughs> Isn't it amazing? I Such a walking, hilarious dystopia. No, because I was walking through. They, they they ran out. So then, you know, when you're walking through with everyone coming, looking at the toilet paper you got, and, and I felt like I, I you were doing had something gold naughty. or something. Yeah. I felt, oh, someone's going to bash me for yeah, this. Yeah, I genuinely yeah. felt that way. So you had fear. Yeah. Yeah, I thought so. I just wanted to get to my car as quickly as possible, <laughs> get it in. No, but I mean, but how many how many how many rolls? It was a lot. It was uh, twenty. Damn, you're set, son. No, I, I didn't even want that many. If I if there was an option to take, I don't need that many. But look, it, like if there was an old person there that was like, oh, I missed out. I would give them half, but there wasn't, so I just took it. <laughs> I took it. <laughs> So look, so you saw like you saw them packing it up, and did other people rush to it as well? Like, did you did you pick wasn't up a the huge pace rush. to get there? No, I didn't really. I saw that they were uh, stacking the shelves, and at first I just assumed, oh, there's going to be a huge bull rush for this. I'm not even going to go because I was still set. I'm like, I'm going to do it the Indian way. Yeah. But then there were still there was there were a few left. I waited was there? about half a minute, and then I, I was actually uh, in the process of the the. The checkout guy was putting my groceries in my bags and I said, hey, do you mind if I go and get one? And then even the lady That's behind me said, yeah, I understand. Go, just go, <laughs> go. Go do what you got to do. I love that this is uh, what brings people together now. It's just, it's the Olympics and the great toilet paper shortage of 2020. It's because incredible. Because when the fuck it? do you ever talk to the person behind you in Coles or like share a smile? I know. What a way to develop a community spirit. It is weird. And you know what else is weird as well? The fact that she didn't hear the tip and kind of just put her trolley in front of you to get it. I thought that everybody would just She be had more... some. She already had she some. Was she was behind me. And then mm-hmm. I said, oh, do you want to... I'm just... Because then she would have had to wait till I go went and got it before she could get her groceries checked out. But look, no one's in a rush now. <laughs> what do you got? To, what do you? What do you have to rush to? Your thirty-minute hairdresser appointment? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, that's it. That, that's that your, could be a rush. That is your only appointment now. Yeah. Yeah. You live the same life as that guy from About a Boy. Incredible. <laughs> it's a, it, dude. It is weird. But I like it though. Like I do like the fact that everything's slow down hmm. everything's forced to just go into this slow motion dude the city does not seem fast paced anymore it doesn't matter if i'm driving to your house during the day or at night now like there's no such thing as peak hour anymore that's dope yeah yeah <laughs> there's a there's I'm, I'm also fearful for the uh job losses and then just the mental anguish that's going to come with that I feel like alcoholism is gonna gonna spike because people are at home not doing anything, and it's Australia. What are they gonna do? They're just gonna drink. Yeah, you know, I've been drinking more because I'm just like, well, what do you do? 
So usually you, have I you been get, getting dra- day drunk? No, I haven't been getting drunk. But I don't usually drink that much. But at the end of the day, I'll be like, yeah, why not? I'll have a beer or two. It, well, dude, you've answered your own question. Why not? Yeah. There is no reason. Which is what a, a, probably the average Aussie would have done while they were working and being productive. Yeah, so Whereas now, now they're, they're getting, plastered. getting absolutely fuck-eyed. Go, <laughs> <laughs> man. Suicide. I mean, look, it's it's grim, man. Like, I yeah, the traffic is great. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't get, get me wrong. wrong. This is really good. Yeah, obviously, there's like pluses and minuses. Mm. The suicide, I think, we could put in the minuses category. But as you point Depends out, who kills you them. can go to the cost. <laughs> yeah, true, that's as well. Yeah, there's a lot of assholes out there. <laughs> Ooh. We're all thinking it. Yeah. A lot of people are just going to be like, I was thinking it, but still, shame on you for showing it. Probably. probably. Whatever, man. Why not? <laughs> yeah. You don't own Fire us. us. You can't. <laughs> yeah, no. Cancel us. Anyway, oh. let's get, uh, we, like you said, we didn't want to talk about coronavirus, but we did. Uh, got it out of the way. What do you want to talk about, Jordan? Dude. I don't even know how to phrase this, but... Uh, Let's start here. Have you ever caught yourself thinking? Um, well, define uh, define thinking in this context. All right. So I was just in bed three or four nights before, and for no reason, I was just like pissed off. I don't know why. I was just in bed and I was just thinking angry thoughts. And then I noticed that I was thinking angry thoughts and that my head hurt and that it was like a really throbbing feeling, particularly around the temples. I noticed that. And then I just realized like, oh yeah, okay, hang on. I can change that. And then I stopped being angry. Then yeah, yeah, I've, I've noticed myself thinking. Dude, like the next question is, who the fuck's noticing that you're thinking? What what the fuck is going on there? Dude, what is that? Holy fuck. Isn't, isn't, well, what do you mean? Like, who, so you're saying not many people are doing that? No, Obs- I, maybe everyone does it. I don't know. I don't know. I'm assuming everyone does it if you and I have done it. Probably everyone does. I mean, it's essentially, it's, uh, well, it's mindfulness, right? You're observing your thoughts. Yeah, but okay. You understand if you're getting in a negative thought track, you try to stop that. But yeah, yeah, okay, okay. But you are noticing your thoughts. Yeah. So you're thinking and then you're noticing that part thinking. So there's two parallel uh, thought processes going on. At the same, they're going Minimum. on in unison. Yeah, there's probably multiple. Right. So you're so you're you're intrigued by the concept of that that there are multiple thought tracks almost. Multiple on. thought tracks, which also made me think because I think that this also happens. Right? Is that like okay? You know, people with multiple personality disorder. There's records of them when they change into another personality. Yeah. Like. Dude, sometimes their eye colour changes. Really? Yes. That's creepy. Yeah. Really? Yes. So That's insane. Isn't it? 
And other things oh, happen as well. Other physiological things. I can't remember what they are, but I always remember the eye color one. So what do you think you can uh, conclude from something like that? I don't mean, I, look, maybe, maybe everyone has multiple personalities. Because how else are you, how else are you just like observing something? Dude, it's, it's a weird thing, right? Like your brain is supposed to be the thing that's yeah, thinking, yeah, yeah, yeah. but then it stops and then it's thinking about you thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes. And I think that's actually quite rarely. I think most of the time you're just on this loop track of whatever's being dumped sure. into your head and you're just thinking that. But in these rare instances, there's there probably is, a, there's a there's a there's it's probably very multi-layered as well. What do you it, mean? It's not just that secondary thought. There's probably layers and layers of thought. And it, your subconscious is probably going through some process as well as your conscious mind. Yeah. So like you said, it's not, I don't think it's just you're observing that you're thinking. You're probably aware of those two thought tracks. There's probably multiple thought tracks that are going on. I'm just speculating here, but I assume there would be. Yeah. And so do you well, think. Well, I'm assuming that. So every thought track is a different personality? Maybe. I just don't understand how somebody can change personality and it's not just this kind of illusion in their head. They're making physiological changes in their body. Other things that happen, for instance, is that some of their personalities will have hard, uh, faster heartbeats and other ones will have slower heartbeats consistently. But that also just goes Whoa. in... Well, yeah, like, because... I think that just like you, you can explain that through the placebo thing, right? That if you just mm. give somebody depressants and tell them that it's stimulants, they're just going to act at, like they, their body will be given a stimulant, but they will act like they've been given a depressant. The eye color is the crazy one, though, because Isn't that it? I would have always thought is just made up by your genetics. But apparently not. <sighs> That's so at the very least, like something. So. Your mind must be, as you say, is having like multiple things happening in it at once. And I think that like, dude, just the fact, because I, I don't know, I was just thinking about it when I was just like angry in bed and then wasn't angry in bed. And I did feel like there was two different Jordans in that moment. And I could be wrong. And maybe it is just a thing of just like, yeah, you were like angry at one point and that just like kind of gives you a head or whatever. And then the other one, like there's not. But I mean, look, when you're in different situations, right? Yeah. You're behaving differently. Like if you're talking to your grandma, you're not talking to her like you're talking to me. That's true. No. <laughs> I'll only be talking to her through the phone for the next couple of weeks. Yeah, of course. Well, yeah, yeah good. <laughs> um. I, I like, and like in every situation that you're in, you're like playing a different role. Every social interaction that you're in. Hmm. Do you think the suddenness of that change was what led you on the path to think that, well, the difference is so vast that what could it be other than a different personality? It wasn't just like, I don't think it was that different that I would just be like, yeah, it has to be a different personality. But it was just this thing of, I was thinking one way entirely. And then 
something observed that I was thinking that way entirely, then I changed the way that I was thinking about those exact same thoughts. Yeah. And, you know, my, my, my attitude changed, my emotions changed, like my physiology changed. And so I think in that moment, you would have to say that you have become like a different person to some degree. Uh, like if you well, put angry a, Jordan, a, but huh? A, wouldn't you say a person is just the end product of all the thoughts that they've had up to that particular point? But then, what happens in multiple personality disorder? Then I don't. I, you'd have to ask a psychiatrist. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You should have that answer. Okay. Knock knock. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I'm just. Knock, I think, knock. I think who's the, there? Greg. Knock knock. Who's there? John. It's <laughs> 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 the shitty knock knock multiple personality joke. That's 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 all I'm qualified to say uh, on yeah. the subject matter. <laughs> like I really don't know what else I can uh, say. Caught in the spot. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Well. I. Yeah. I. Okay. Yeah. Clearly, you're not the most qualified person to ask that. But it's just like this is a, a very strange phenomenon to me that thoughts because i keep going into these things of just like you know like you're the creator of your own thoughts but then there's also just the thing of like you're also just the sum of all your thoughts yeah okay i understand those two points what i don't understand is how you're able to shift your thoughts so radically and it's dude i don't know like it, it just seems to change your brain and like, it, I don't know, there was, there, right. it's like this weird thing where you sometimes get like really quick, lucid elements of control over your mind. It's kind of like, I guess what you were trying to achieve with like lucid dreaming or whatever. Yeah. Well, then that begs the question, what aspect of your brain is actually the one in control? Which is the, yeah. which is the thought track that is in command and that supersedes the other thought tracks? Because... Okay, I'm guessing that it's just your reptile part of the brain that if, if you know, if a burglar comes in here, we're just going to be like, fuck, and we're probably just going to sure. go on auto command, right? Like, it's, yeah. it'll just, we probably won't be conscious of that moment at all. Yeah, well, there's probably, well, that's, a, that's an interesting way you could break it down. There's probably, there's a constant reptile part of the brain that's always doing its thing, but... Uh, we well, we at least like to think that we're in control of that to some degree. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm willing to see. Look, I'm willing to cede a lot of power over my mind of from what I've read to just like you know, like I I am at that point where I just believe. Like I used to just not want to believe that Sam Harris book about free will, but you kind of just come to the conclusion that yeah, that's probably the case but I still don't think it explains this point of just like these moments. It's that kind of like hippie point that you talk about in meditation, right? Where there just seems to be like an observer of the mind. And I think that that's what I'm kind of more spooked by at this point is that there's something observing you thinking or like a clearer version of you. That is, uh, I've never actually... There are so many layers of thought, even just in thinking about that. It is, yeah. It, yeah. 
and you can't and you can't grasp it's, it. That's the worst thing. Sorry, just well, it's almost a lot like of these times when you're observing your thoughts, those thoughts are when the brain is is an entity in itself and it's not connected to to you. And then when you can observe, then you understand that a lot of those thoughts are just products of what you've taken in and the environment that you're in. And the observer is actually you. That's such a dumb. But I don't no, know. but I, no. Do you man, get what no, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Get, I get it. Mm. Sorry, what were you gonna say? No, I just do. I think that that means that that's the case. Then that was because then you're like then you're running, then you're just running a bunch of behaviors. And there's something capable of just going. That's what I'm saying when I'm talking about different personalities in your brain at once. Sure. There's a there's a different set of behavior. Okay, this is the best way to put it. It's it's a different set of behaviors, and I think that that's what happens when somebody has split personality disorder, right? They're just able to switch in and out of, or maybe they don't have any control over it or whatever, but they can switch in and out of a different set of behaviors. And I think that everybody actually, really, probably just has. Look, I'm not going to say that thing because I hate those kind of things of just being like everybody's a bit gay or like you know everybody's a bit autistic or something like that. I just like it's say I, it. I don't think that that's true. Say you know? it. What? Which one? That everyone's a bit gay. Because <laughs> no, it. it's just so, dude. I don't think it's true. Like I've never ever found the idea of two guys having sex remotely hot. Like I just don't think it's there. And I swear there must be gay people that are just like. Nah, I, I, and I know gay people that have had sex with women before, but I know other ones that are just like, that's gross. And mm. Yeah, there's probably people that do, but like, I, I don't think that that's actually true. But like, without saying, you know, everybody's on the spectrum or whatever, right? It seems that it must be just like a, a less, a not, extra, I am just saying that, I guess. I am just fucking saying that. I'm saying that, I think everybody is kind of just has multiple personality disorder because when you're talking to your grandma or when you're talking to your school friend or whatever, yeah, you're a different person. You are like the way that your brain is thinking, the way that you are responding on autopilot, the, the questions that you'll be asking them, like your body posture, everything about your personality would be different in that situation. When you're as opposed to when you're talking about your grandma, when I'm imagining you're like more formal and probably like more infantile or whatever. Like every time my grandma picks up, my voice goes up like three octaves. I'm like, "Hi, grandma!" Like even t today, yeah, thirty year old man. <laughs> <laughs> but you're still just like—is that a different personality or is it just a different a different behavior that you try? What's the difference? Um, what's the well, difference I, between well, a set well, of behaviors and a personality? That's a good point. When people have multiple personality disorders, do they have uh, a different memory for each personality? I don't know. The, I, I've never even looked into people with multiple personality disorders. And if you are one of those people, it'd be very interesting if you put yourself in the comments and just exposed yourself and all your warts. To me, to me but, I, would, I, would, I would think that a personality is, is similar to, the, to just your mind at that moment. So it's just a product of uh, all the, the sum of all your thoughts that you've had throughout your lifetime. And then you can go off in different behaviors with that particular personality. But a mul but m sorry. Uh, yeah, but then if you if you have a if you have a different if you have a completely separate personality to that, 
rather than just different behaviors, then you're a product of a different sum of thoughts. What? So that's why I'm asking the question, would people who have multiple personalities, would they have different memories for each of those personalities? They have different memories. Okay. Would they have different memories of each of personalities? Because the way I'd say I'd say a personality can be defined as you, the sum of all your thoughts and behaviors up to that particular point. Mm. So then, if I'm just behaving slightly differently with my grandma, I wouldn't define that as a different personality because I've still got that same sum of all my thoughts throughout my lifetime. But if I was behaving with my grandma with a different set of memories and thoughts then that's how I'd define it as a different personality. But you are. Like when you're talking to your grandma, like different memories and different thoughts are firing off. It yeah, but be, they're, they're not the things that you're thinking about when you're with your friend. Okay, different ones are firing off, but I'm still, I've still got that same library. Same library. Okay. All right, so personality is the books, the library. I mean, sorry, behaviors are the books. Library is the personality. Yeah, you could. Yeah, okay. that's how I'd personally see it. But I don't know if that's the textbook psychological definition at all. Neither do I. But it's like let's just run with that. Sure. Because <laughs> that, okay. seem, that okay. seems about right. Yeah. Or you could at least like you know it, yeah if if you, like the thing that I'm talking about it seems like yeah you could be saying that that's the case. And surely there'd be some people who are just the one person no matter who they interact with. I don't know. I don't know if that's true. I think there's probably people that are more centered than other people and there's people mm. that kind of like, you know, mirror off their environment more than there's other people that are kind of, mm. that, that don't do that. Um, yeah, fair. But yeah, <laughs> I'll say it every time. If, if a president, even if there's like some chill stoner that sits there and they do kind of treat their grandma the same way that they treat their friends, if the president of the United States walked in, there would be some shift in physiology there. Some. So, yeah. like, different stimulus is, like, queuing off how you're going to be behaving when you're, like, in a, in a different environment. But I think that... But the then idea are, they a different that something... person? are they a different person? They're just behaving differently. Yeah, okay. So they're behaving differently. So it, it, it okay, so it's too extreme to say that you're a different person in these situations. Yeah, okay, cuz what you're yeah, because still just the behaviors are the things that you learned cuz you've been memorized that, that you've been taught to behave in that situation and they're yeah. coming off you who's kind of just like the center of you or whatever. But the thing is that, like it still it still doesn't. I guess you can scrap that point. I would be very interested as well to add to the shout out if anyone does have multiple personality disorder. If something were to happen to you uh, with personality A, would you then remember it as personality B? What if it's what if it's not behaviors? What if it's beliefs? Yeah, but they're intertwined, aren't they? 
Your beliefs will belief influence is, the behavior. I think, okay, behavior is I'm doing this now. Yeah. Belief is I think this. I mm. think this. Mm. But that's that's what's happening in that person's head when they've like split off into different personalities. They believe they're that person. Yeah. You would have to believe it if your eye change, your your eye color is changing. That's true. It, it would be like a core. So. That's actually what's happening in that situation. So when I was angry in bed, it was like a, a set of beliefs that was firing off. And then there was something there that was just able to kind of just, it, it was just kind of like a record player, just being like, to put that CD away and just went, and just put another CD in. And the other scary thing about that is, well, it's not scary. It's just the way that you look at it, right? Like it's what it's what it's would have great, happened. It's, if a you good, were it's a great metaphor. I like that. What the, the invisible CD hand <laughs> taking the record <laughs> off? <laughs> now I'm gonna always think that way. It, I don't know. It's just a bit spooky to me. It's a bit spooky that there's something there that like you're not really controlling. This is kind of like, but well, to what degree are you controlling that process? Because look. This is okay. You notice this, right? When you started learning self help. Yeah. Yeah. It's a product of what you've read more than a product of your organic yes. thoughts. And your person. Okay. Has your personality changed or is like changing your behaviors? I don't know. Right. But what I do know yeah. is that, okay, say I never read any self help books. Maybe. I wouldn't have even been lucid enough to notice that my brain had changed without my control. Oh. And and the other thing is, as we're talking about with that like CD, I don't know, <laughs> jukebox. I know, I definitely wouldn't have. What? Had that level of consciousness to observe my thoughts like that. Why not? Because before I read self help, I never did that. I would just be on autopilot with my thoughts. So... Before that, you never had the point. You you never had the experience of being able to observe the fact that you're thinking. No. Okay. Well, well I never consciously would try yes. and do it. Okay. Damn, whoever fucking thought of that is a smart cunt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they really are. Because that is just an old thing that has been recirculated and recycled in the self-help community for you know decades, hundreds, maybe thousands of years. Does it come from ancient Greece? No, well, yes, but I've also... They know, probably like of... co-opted it from somewhere else. Or maybe it's just, if you sit there and think your entire life, you will get to the point where you just notice that someone is thinking. I don't know, but yeah. you know, a lot of ancient Chinese philosophy, a lot of ancient Indian philosophy comes to that kind of same point, that there's like an observer there. Yeah. But the fact that... I changed the CD from angry to excited was definitely a product of reading self-help mm -hmm. because otherwise, even if I did observe that or whatever, like, okay, maybe my brain wouldn't have even been, it wouldn't have been conditioned into changing it from excited to angry and it wouldn't have even been conscious enough to observe the fact that I was angry so I'd probably just stay in the loop of anger until something else changed it off shit dude maybe that's what I've never think about the long term before. ramifications of that as well exactly if you if you stayed on that 
playlist of anger, to continue the metaphor, uh, that would just continually, that would exponentially make your life worse. Yeah. So the fact that you could hinder it at the at the at the start of at at its inception, who knows what would have happened if you hadn't done that? Yeah. Or you'd just be a you'd just Man. be a normal dude. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I suppose, yeah, 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 right, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah okay. You'd just be the guy getting angry that there's no toilet paper. <laughs> but then again, we'll all, we'll all probably get to that point. <laughs> dude, that, okay. So if that's if that's what's happening, okay. So that's what they're talking about. I think that's I, I've never really because I just hear this word over and over again in. And this is why that field of self-help never really speaks to me much. It's just the, I don't know, just the, you know, consciousness, just relax. I don't have that mindset. I have a really Tony Robbins-esque mindset. I'm really into being excited and motivated. I'm not into like chilling out and just observing. But that's the advantage of it. That's what's happening there. I think. I think it's all just about... Clarity. Okay. It's about like I don't know. Just it, it is that meditative state where you just you're no longer present anymore. No, you no. Sorry, it's the exact opposite. You you're are completely pre- present. Yeah. And so there's none of those thoughts firing off. Like um, maybe the thoughts are still firing off, but yeah, you're observing those thoughts are firing off. That is the meditative mm. state. Were you able to instantaneously change your emotional state from anger to excitement or was it more because I found uh, when I get into those negative thought tracks, I don't change the record immediately. What I do is I say, okay, this is temporary. It will pass. But I don't think I'd be able to just switch from anger to excitement like that. No, I think I can do that. Really? I'm I'm very, very good at switching emotion, I think. If I'm able wow. to observe the fact that I am in an emotional state. Yeah, yeah. In the first place. That's Com- the actual problem. You can completely switch it, not not just um, alleviate the intensity of it? That's a good question. Because that's a that's a big emotional change to go from... A- if you're if you're consumed by anger to to just instantaneously switch to excitement, I mean, well done. You're you're, you're a guru here. You've <laughs> you've reached enlightenment. I, but I think that's what happened in my head because look, you have learned in self help to get into because that's like a really Buddhist idea of just you know like every you know if you're happy that's going to pass if you're sad that's yeah. going to pass that's that Buddhist mindset. Hmm. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but there is tools. There is neuro-linguistic programming tools that you just get taught if you read those books. For example, if you just say the word excitement, you you, you can... F- I, I just did it then just to pause. If you say the word excitement, you can feel your physiology sort of changing just by the suggestion of excitement. But if you add something like... But these are subtle changes. It's not a complete change of your entire emotional state especially if you were already contending with uh the the antithesis to excitement which would be yeah. despair it wouldn't really be anger but well okay when, when i'm saying i was angry i wasn't enraged to the point of blind murder 
If I was in sure. that state, that'd be a different case. Right? Okay. But, you know, I was just sitting there just being like, mm, fucking all this bullshit. What like, were you that, angry about? Oh, just bullshit at work, basically. Just like all this, well, that's because all that's all I ever think about. It's just like, yeah. you know, all this backlog of shit that I needed to do. And yeah. It was just yeah. pissing me off and being like, just, why do I have to fucking do that? You know, that shit. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And yeah, but that's the whole thing, right? It's just like, yeah, okay, say, say that you're a little more milder than that. You can pretty much change how you're feeling by just asking simple questions like, what am I happy about? What am I grateful about? And that will just start your brain thinking okay. about that. Oh, well, then, yeah, th- th- that's not instantaneous, though. That's still a process. Okay, yeah. But I, I think, from what you're suggesting, at least, anyway, h- how long do you think that it takes you to get there? Because, like, to me, it that's feels like it's just, you know, like a few seconds, maybe, you know, 30 seconds. It's hard to say. I, I, I wouldn't be able to compare, like, the extent of anger you were in at that particular moment yeah, and yeah, things yeah. like that's that. True, but I, it sounds like I, I wouldn't be able to do it that quickly. Yeah, I think Buddhism is kind of just like a thing that helps you throughout the day-to-days of your life and kind of puts you in a cosmic perspective of... I think it's more for things that are, like, really bad. As in, yeah. you know, you, you... Like, Buddhism would be very comforting, for instance, if you found out you had cancer or something like that. I think for just instantly changing yourself. So, for instance, if you're just going up on to do a stand-up set or something like that, if you just ask yourself, why am I excited? Or you just think about excitement... Before yeah. You go up on stage. Oh, definitely. You're excited. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, then no, you're doing it then. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Still, I, I wouldn't. Um, it'll be incremental sort of changes. It's not like I can go immediately, especially if I'm feeling pretty low at the time. I'll feel slightly less low. I wouldn't immediately just switch into some bubbly excitement machine. That's true. You can add things to it though, of just yeah, you know, making you the, can your get, physiology sure making get better changing it. and yeah, yeah. There's a bunch. There's there's a wide array of tools there, hmm. but but then going the f- back to uh, the the personality question. So do you, so do you think that's uh, angry Jordan to content Jordan? They're different personalities. Well, I was saying that you're saying that they're like different, per- they're different behaviors. Well, look, I guess, yeah, look, in the, if we're saying person, then you just have to say, how do we define personality? Exactly. So like, whatever the word is for that. Yeah. What I'm saying at the end of the day, the, the, it doesn't matter what the, what the correct word for it is. The result is the same. Okay. Well then, no, I know what you mean. Yeah. And then. Yeah, I'd agree. And the result is the same, which means that... <sighs> Shit. I suppose... If you're really, really conscious... That's why people are always saying that, I don't know, Eckhart Tolle got me off heroin. It's because he's trained people to get so in the zone... Of just focusing that they're just able, they're able to. You read the power of now, right? That kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, I read that. That was a good book. His other book, uh, I can't even remember what it's called now. It had a tree on the front of it, a new age or something like that. I think that was a better version of a new hope. It was just a clearer version of a new hope. Okay, I've he basically only, wrote the same read... book twice. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, look, if you, if you got yeah. that, that's fine. But I, I personally like his. So does Oprah actually. That that, that book. I think that other book. 
explained his point better in it. Okay. And he is really talking about this a lot. What's it called? Sorry, about what it is it? I can't even remember now. It's got a tree. It's so long ago. It's got a tree yeah. on it. A new age or something like that. A new hope. Oh, fuck, I don't know. But that's all about that. Hmm. So there's something in your brain that is able to. It seems like the tool for the very beginning. It's the clean slate. That's what it is. It's a clean slate. It's. Yeah. It's it's like, getting a new, canvas. It's it's just like a bunch of things has just been painted on one canvas and basically just getting present or whatever and just being in that clear mindset. That's the new art canvas in front of you, just being like, there, blank. Paint what you want on that. Yeah. So so it's like... Is not is that a, a consciousness? Is that how you want to... Because like an animal, be. for example, it's not able to observe its own thoughts. It just reacts. It just has a primal reaction to everything that happens around it in its brain. Do we know that? True, I don't know that for a fact. I'm just assuming here. I don't know if dogs are like, oh no, I shouldn't think that way. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Could be. But it doesn't seem it doesn't, right. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it. But who knows? Fuck. Sorry, I don't so, know. Like I, I knew that this I knew that this uh this subject would have like a lot of pauses and stuff in it, but it's just it's it's, fine. it's a very yeah. It's, it's a spooky prospect to think about that you have some kind of you have a mechanism for restarting your brain hmm how do you think because I've heard theories that earlier uh, earlier homo sapiens or whatever it was before homo sapiens there was Homo erectus and a few others, they didn't have that ability. And only very recently we've had that ability to observe and be conscious of our consciousness. Really? So, so it's a heard. newer thing. That's what I've heard. That's what my dad told me, but I don't, I don't know. I haven't read the literature on that. Fuck. Because uh, cavemen or whatever would have wouldn't have had that ability they were just reacting and we're on that constant autopilot damn that's the th- i don't know if that's true i don't know if that would even be a way to verify that no but that sounds a bit, look it'd have to be well i don't know if it's just but like at some point at some point down the evolutionary change even if you get to like yeah. microscopic organisms or something like that, they are definitely reacting. There is there they are there, there is no consciousness there. And just the fact that we're able to choose whether or not we give in to our basic human instincts, that's evidence that we're able to do that. Whereas no other animal can really do that. So we can so we see a a girl and our immediate, our primal brain is like, yeah, go and fuck her. Mm. But we have the ability to control that. Whereas no other animal can really, they will go and fuck her. Wouldn't yeah, they? if they're on hand or not. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. 
shit. Doesn't that get to? Doesn't that? I I, get, I always have to say that I'm very. Uh, this is not at all my area of expertise. But doesn't that get to a lot of um, just like Western philosophy? Like that's what separates us from like the brutes or I whatever. Yes. Man, maybe that's like how you. I don't know. Maybe that's how you harbor intelligence. Fuck, maybe the more conscious you are. Because think about that. What con- what kind of evolutionary reason would there be to be in control of that primal brain? Well, how did it even get to that point? Like, why the fuck did you even evolve that? Well, because, well, because the primal brain would have been a necessity to stay alive. Yeah. So then to evolve a mechanism to be in control of the primal brain, what possible advantage would you have in that context? Control. It's about control. If you're, dude, it's, holy shit. Okay, if you're doing that, yeah, and you're able to control your brain and you're able to observe things of just like, I guess like pattern recognition and things like that, right? Of just, you know, if, if I cut this, stone like this it's going to make it sharper so it's easier to pierce skin of boars and stuff like that right yeah yeah if you're able to be in like a conscious mode for longer you're able to because dude that's what it fuck dude it's controlling thought fuck that is wise i never even thought about the importance of Eastern philosophy. I was always just like, yeah, it's just a bit too hippie for me. But I, I do really like hippie shit, but I kind of like it as like a yeah. an escapism, yeah. I guess. But no, right. <laughs> if it's able to do that, that's the closest thing to getting out of that free will loop, man. Yeah. That's powerful. Then I was just, when you were talking just then with the anecdote of the, of the caveman with the, the fact that uh, our ancestors had the ability to, to even just comprehend the idea of picking up a rock and, and fashioning it into some sort of tool, that would have gone against their immediate instinct, wouldn't it have? Because, Why wouldn't it? Because no one else was doing it. Yeah. I mean, there are, an, there are other animals out there that do use... Uh, they'll, yeah, like primates. Like a, yeah, monkey will pick up a stick or something. and Yeah, yeah. So then maybe that is an indication that it does exist, that it has sort of existed. It's not just a recent thing. No, primates would have to be conscious to some degree because they are able to... They are able to self-correct behaviour. And they have really complicated social societies. Okay, this is not just a human thing then. Well, this is the whole thing. It's just like when people say it's what separates us from the animals. When when do you cut off animals? Because chimpanzees, you know, as everyone says, you know, the DNA is really close or whatever. But the the other thing is that it is when when you when you hear someone like Jane Goodall is that her name? Yeah, Jane Austen. No, Jane Goodall. <laughs> Jane Goodall. Yeah. She, she when she talks about what she observed chimps doing, it's very scarily human it's really really close yeah i've heard um what do you have any book recommendations does she have any notable works yeah she obviously she she does actually but i can't even remember the name of the book because i've never read it before but i've i've been listening to her on math and 
She's just because okay. uh, you know I've got nothing really. To, there's nothing really to learn from her except for the fact that she's led a really interesting life. Yeah, yeah. And that was the whole thing is just before her. That's why her research is so breakthrough because we, you know, why? Because look, we had to redefine what a human being was mm. after we uh, after Jane Goodall like presented her years of research on chimps. Okay, so do you think if a chimp is uh, a, a neighboring opponent chimp comes into the territory, the alpha male, do you think when they puff out their chest and uh, increase their aggression, do you think that's just a unconscious reactive state? Or do you think they're telling themselves, oh, I've got to beat this guy. Come on, pump yourself up. Do you, do you think they're aware of their emotional state at that time and then maybe taking steps with that invisible hand Damn. to uh, uh, to put themselves in the optimal emotional state for that particular predicament. I will say, and I think that this is just the same thing when it comes to human beings as well, some people are just more conscious than others. And I think it's the same with chimps because I remember reading about this chimp empire of i think okay because most chimp colonies maximum get up to about 50 and then they start breaking apart it's too big but there was this one chimp empire that was 250 chimps strong and it had an army and it started colonizing other areas and expanding its territory it became an empire in like chimp land right anyway this was all because the alpha male was exceptionally intelligent and particularly socially intelligent. And there was one point, and he was able to maintain the crown for, I can't remember. I, I don't know how long chimps live. Let's just say that they live 40, 50 years or whatever. Mm. He, most of the time, usually when a chimp is dethroned, mm -hmm. they don't usually get a second shot of becoming alpha male again. But what happened was he went back, reorganized the chimps below him, and expanded how many of those were his goons, I guess, so that he could topple the alpha male chimp again. And then he had like an even more power. He, he created kind of like a mafia or a mob around him. Okay. And they, they, they were loyal to him. So he figured that out. Yeah. There would have to be some level of consciousness there because he's learned from yeah. his mistakes. It's not like, okay, so maybe some chimps when they're coming up and they're just being like, and they're puffing and stuff like that. Obviously, there's going to be some level of just instant reaction and instinct but there. Do you think just the ability to learn from your mistakes is an indication of a higher level of consciousness? Because a lot of, you know, if a dog touches a hot stove, it's going to not touch the stove after that. That's instinctual though. If you're organizing... Because really what that chimp was doing was pretty much just playing chess. Sure. Like it, it, that, that, that's a, a very complicated political maneuver. Yeah. Then it even, then it would even beg the question, um, just because we're foregoing some sort of primal urge to eat or something like that, but instead we're giving it to someone else. Is that us consciously controlling the primal brain or is part of the primal brain uh, the insistence on building social connections 
So we're also not really consciously in control of that. But because we have that inbuilt mechanism to build social connections, we just know, no, I'm not going to eat all of that. I have to give some of this to no, the alpha or whatever. No, because some chimps don't. Some chimps, the alpha that deposed that guy. Yeah. They he just didn't do that shit. He just it took it for through themselves. brute force. And that was the reason the okay. other chimps hated him. Okay. So this... Man, that, that is a very powerful concept. I never... And I've been reading self-help for Intriguing. decades. But like, yeah. dude, if you are able to control your thoughts... <laughs> yeah, that's well, a very it's 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 an incredible deep. insight and it, it it always just reminded me of this uh well sorry it doesn't always but it reminded me of this thing of you know like most people can only look at a, a watch for seven seconds before their mind changes and a monk somebody who's been training as a buddhist monk can focus on it till it gets to about 30 seconds. And there's always just this saying in, I, I think it's Buddhism, but I, there's this saying that he who can watch the entire watch go to 60 seconds without changing thoughts or just being conscious the whole time and not having thoughts interrupt. And it was just been like, he who can do that can control the world. And okay. I was always just like, that's stupid. I, I always just read that and was like, that's really lame. But now I'm actually starting to see the wisdom in that. If, if you are able to be conscious for that long and other people aren't able to be conscious for that long and you're able to, in that consciousness, reorganize your thoughts to suit you, yes, you will be at a marked advantage. So I think that consciousness must be linked to intelligence. The more conscious you are, the more intelligent you are, intelligent you are capable of being because you're Definitely. able to focus longer. Yeah. And you're able to marshal the, the thoughts in your head into a more sensical path that suits you at that time. Wow. Holy shit. That's why character actors are highly intelligent people. Just putting it out there. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we do have to wrap you, this one up. Okay, so. just one more question while yeah, you're yeah, on that though. Yeah. I don't know that many character actors or actors. Well, you are, I would define us as character actors. Okay, but outside of us, do you know any others? Uh, a lot of the... Uh, well, I would define some of the other internet guys as they uh, specialise in portraying different characters. A, okay, all right, all right. Mm, I, I, nah, I want to see somebody else who's more... I would definitely say it's an indication of high social intelligence... To, to observe those archetypes in society, not only observe them, but amplify particular traits in order to satirize them, that takes a high level of social intelligence because you're not just an impersonator if you're a character actor. You, are, you have the skill of impersonating, but you also have... Uh, you, there's like an inbuilt satire in your portrayal of that character. Dude, You're amplifying like, the flaws of the character. It's the same thing. Like it's re Okay, if, if you are conscious, mm. that is really directly linked to being observational. Yeah. 
So character actors. Maybe. Conscious and smart. If they're good, if they're good. Yeah, true. There's a lot of bad ones out there. <laughs> well, anyway, yeah, sorry. We'll, we'll, we'll wrap a, it yeah, up. But, um, <laughs> um, yeah, but, yeah. Holy shit. Think about that. Think about it. When you're in self-isolation. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. it's a perfect time. Subscribe. We'll see you. We'll see you next time. See ya.